Let's go before the Lord, please. Father, we come to you tonight, Lord, again, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come looking and waiting upon you, Lord. Father, trusting you by faith that you will accomplish that you've intended for this church such a time as this. Lord, that we can be what you have called us to be. Father, that you had breathed life in us for a purpose and for a reason. Father, we pray for this National Day of Prayer that will be taking place here. We pray that our parking lot would be anointed, God. We pray that our building would be anointed. Lord, the sanctuary would be the most holy place. And that you would call your people. And you would draw them, Lord, to stand in the gap for our nation, Lord. We pray that you would be blessed at the end of that day, God. That you have heard the remnant crying unto you, Lord, in our time of need and help. Bless tonight, Lord. Open up the eyes and ears of our heart. Lord, that we can understand, and we pray that it would be anointed by God Almighty, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, you may be seated. Sitting in my office this morning, or tonight, actually asking God, okay, Lord, sometimes I just talk to him like this, and say, here we go again. People will be coming. What would you desire for us to get into tonight? And I think, again, that the Lord just wants us to remember something. Uh, we've been, we celebrated 20 years uh, a few weeks ago as a ministry, which is not all that old as churches go, but uh, to me it feels old. It feels like it's been a long time. So a lot of years have come and gone. A lot of messages have come and gone. And sometimes a lot of friends have come and gone. A lot of battles have taken place throughout the years. Consider your walk. Think of it, all that goes on, and even as a ministry. Some of these battles have been won, and some I think we've lost. A lot of disappointments have happened, and a lot of wounds have been received. Now, Christianity is not an easy walk to a true Christian. But tonight's message would be titled this, if I could. No matter what has gone on, no matter what you've gone through or going through, are you still willing to hold on for the best? You see, because I think the enemy is trying to make a deal with a lot of us. I don't think this, may, or maybe it is, this show's still on. Uh, he makes a deal. You pick a door. I pick door two. You don't know what's behind that door. All you know is he starts to wheel and deal with you. And he says, I'll give you $500 if you forget that door. People scream and take it, hold on, take it. Think of that in your walk. The enemy comes along and he says, oh, I'll give you $1,000 for that. You have $1,000. Or maybe the enemy says to you and I, look, I'll give you the fifth best walk that you can accomplish for God in your lifetime if you just sell out. You're like, man, fifth best, that's pretty good. That's pretty close. And the enemy comes back and says, no, okay, all right, I'll give you the fourth best. He'll do anything and everything to keep you from getting the best in God. He wants you to sell out. He wants you to act like other Christians act. He wants me to be like other pastors. Now, this is not a mightier than I or better than I am message. You, you don't miss the point. But we could have different preachers in here. Man, there's preachers. We're a dime a dozen. They're all over the place. Okay, but I just kind of refuse to. We could have the interpretive dancing and all that stuff that goes on. And I'm not saying that's horrible, but I just don't want that. I'm looking for something. I'm holding out for something. 
Let me remind what we are holding out for and what we've started out, some of us together, holding out for. Been through a lot of these battles and disappointments and friends that sat right here and where are they and they're no longer holding out. Others that you know have compromised. They've made the deal. And so started years ago in the Word of God when seeking God and being disturbed with various things and, and, and the church. And remember God said to us, Stand ye in the ways and see, no matter how tired you are, how beat up you are, how many friends you've lost or has forgotten about you, or all the Ahithophels, remember them, that have been with you, that have sought God with you and, and no longer do now. God is saying, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein. And you shall find rest for your souls. But many say, we will not walk therein. Are you still willing? Are you still asking God? Are you still holding on for those old paths? Or have you become complacent, lukewarm, worn out, tired? Hey, all flesh does. All flesh gets like that. But it's dangerous to stay there. And I believe the Lord was reminding us this morning that He has called us to soar in the heavenlies. That we are to be eagles. That we are to mount up with wings as eagles. No matter what we see in the mirror. Because I tell you, a lot of times I see a chicken in the mirror. And yet God looks at me and He sees an eagle. And what God is trying to do is for you and I to get our eyes off ourselves. Because we are quick to say, God, I am the least of these. And get our eyes on God. Because God is everything. And so tonight the Lord reminding us what we're hanging on for, no matter how rocky, no matter how big the waves come and the splashes and the depths. And we heard another ship has gone under and the whole crew lost. No matter. Are you still willing to hold on tonight? Isaiah says, oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens. And I spent a lot of times just going, oh, in prayer. It's not a oh. No, it's just, it's like, oh, God, when are you going to do something? And it looks like that's what Isaiah was doing here. Oh, that thou wouldst rent the heavens. Shake this building right now, God. Shake our nation. Take that White House. Turn it upside down. Oh, God. It seems like what Isaiah might have had on his heart at this time, that thou wouldst come down, that thou mightst flow down at thy presence, let the mountains, everything, Lord, shake them, as when the melting fire burneth, the fire that causes the water to boil. God, let our hearts boil for you. Let our prayers boil, be fervent. Oh, God, are you willing to hold on for that and hang on to it? And keep fighting that battle. And there goes another friend out the door. Matthew 3.11 says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Are you still willing to hold out and saying, God, oh God, I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Remember we told you that fire is like lightning. 
Are you still holding out, trusting God that you're going to be hit with lightning? Because that's what it's going to take for me. A shot from God. A hit. A bolt from heaven. You're still holding out. God is always faithful. Last week or so has been nuts. Just crazy. Ratching my head wondering, what on earth is going on? I even mentioned, I think there was a full moon. Whether you believe in that or not, but there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. And so I'm riding my lawnmower. My moment of peace. Really, I love cutting grass because it's just... I put in those things that drowned out the motor, the, and I'm listening to preaching. And the title of this guy's message was, Give Me a Reason Not to Quit. And I got the volume and turned that thing up. You ever feel like that? And God is reminding us why he has placed us here and planted us here and why I'm here and why I'm still here. He says, there is an old path that many no longer want to trod. They want new paths, new ideas, new moves, new ways. The old path becoming covered over with weeds. Hardly able to see the path anymore for hardly anybody walks it anymore. Are you still willing to hold on for that? No matter who comes and goes, no matter how many battles, another wound you take. Exodus 34 says, And he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. <clears throat> he did neither eat bread nor drink water. And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, with the two tablets of testimony in Moses' hands, when he came down from the mount, that Moses knew not his face shone while he talked with him. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh him. Are you willing still to hold out for the real anointing of God? Not just say, oh, I see smoke in that corner and everybody's looking, what? Yeah, okay. The real stuff. Are you willing to climb the mountain and be in the presence of God? Are you still willing so that the glory of God can be shown upon your face? They were afraid of Moses because of the glory of God that shined off him. That's the old paths. That's what we've always wanted. That's what we started wanting and hungering for. And God would open up and show us more and then show us some more. But are you still willing? Through all the ups and the many downs and hurts. That word shown means a ray of light. It means power. Just coming from the face. That's why I'm serious when I pray, God, let our parking lot be anointed. I don't care what they're doing, chatting all the way, coming here in Nashville. I don't even care if they're arguing. And all of a sudden they pull on the parking lot and the dread of God comes on. The holiness of God. The reverence of God. You know God anoints things. Ask Belshazzar. I ain't touching it. I believe that this, that... Those are anointed of Almighty God to be in His house. To take that and start playing some honky-tonk stuff in a bar somewhere, some stupid ruby-don't-take-your-love-to-town junk, I think the hand of God would show up, start writing. on. You understand, things are anointed. God anoints His things, His stuff that is dedicated to Him. And that's what you and I are to be. On the mountain of God, Moses was hit with lightning, and he came down shining. He didn't even know it. You might not even know it. It's not like you run to the mirror. It's not. It's something spiritual. 
It's something that happens to people that hold on for the best and not sell out for the kind of, not sell out for a blinking little light or one little amber glowing, but hanging on. No matter how many times the enemy throws water, water on it, you're going to start all over. Clean out the fireplace. Clean out all water and wet wood and ashes. Start again with one little log and a match going, Please, God, please set in fire, God. Please. Are you willing to still hold on? The night is far spent, God. It's far spent. It looks far spent in our nation, for sure. The day is at hand, not coming, it's at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. That anointing, that light from God is armor. Armor. You can be highly tuned and highly gifted and hit all the notes and play the right song and come in at the right time and go a step higher with all the music. And it's okay. Where you take somebody who probably can hardly sing and has an idea of singing, yet has spent time before God and picks up the microphone and quivering and shaking, starts to sing in the glory of God. It's not the world's way. I'm glad our guys practice. and try. I'm not talking anything about that, but it's the anointing of God that makes the difference, that you want to hold out for, that you want to hang on to, is the anointing of God. Not a better guitar player than Tim or a better one than Phil. If we could just get a better... Secondly, are you still holding out for this? The glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. It seems to me, in my perception and emotion and intellect, that the house of God today is worse than it was just the other day. That which goes on, that which I hear, that which I see, that which I talk to, I'm going, God, how can this be? It seems worse, but are you still willing to hold on? That God says the glory of this latter house shall be greater than of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. Are you still crying out for God to do something? Whatever it is, God, to the church, for the church, with the church, which is me and you. The glory, meaning the splendor and the grandeur and the honor. Oh, to give it back to God. That the church again would rise and the people again would quake on the holy presence of Almighty God. That you couldn't sit in here sinning away without any conviction or anything at all going on. That you'd be afraid to come into the presence of God knowing you might drop dead. Oh, God, like Isaiah said, come down. Come down, Lord. Are you still willing to hold, hold out for that? Are you going to just sell out? For nice services, well-run services, messages that make spiritual sense services. It says greater than of the former house. And that word greater means in magnitude. We are to be. We are. Now the problem is, is that you look at yourself in the mirror. That's what we do. And the older you get, the less mirrors you want. Isn't it true? When you're young and pumping iron or when you're young and good-looking woman and all the curves are where they're supposed to be, you want the mirrors. 
And later on in life, you're like, oh man, all you want is one that just shows a little more than your nose. (laughs) That's exactly what... But God says this is going to be in, in greater magnitude, greater intensity. Even means in loud and sound, your praise and worship. Not orchestrated by a song or going up or not going up. But coming from your heart and praise. God said it's going to be greater in importance. It's going to be greater in God Himself. Are you willing to hold out for that? Or do you just want to sell out for some fast songs where you can just go dance, 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 dance? There's nothing wrong with some fast songs. Are you still willing to hold out for that ladder house? Or do you want this one? It's not bad. I don't think this is bad. I don't think what we've done in 20 years is bad. But I don't think it's the best. Remember what the enemy of the best is? The enemy of the best is good, good, good services, good moves, good altar time, good. And we settle for good, not even knowing it. We can have best. But you've got to hold on. You've got to go through the battles. You've got to go through the wars. You've got to go through the loss of friends sometimes. You've got to go through the wounds and even the bleeding sometimes and the broken hearts that are in this. Or you sell out for good, or kind of good, or pretty good, or most of the time good. Or you hold on to the best, seeing what God will do. Exodus twenty four sixteen says, And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And in the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. Are you holding out for that? Still holding out. Still holding out and anticipating where God takes over a service. Without me wondering, should I? Should I preach this? Should we just keep singing? Should I? Having nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with music. Just God. Exodus 29:43 says, And there I will meet with the children of Israel, and their tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. Sanctified. Set apart by the glory of God. Or we can sell out. And I can make man-made rolls. Now, you know you shouldn't be dressing like that. Come on. You shouldn't be talking like that. You shouldn't. Or sanctified by the glory of God. What would you rather have? A list of rolls? Or stuff sanctified and hallowed by the presence of God? And in your own life, you want religion? Or do you want God to be able to hover over you and move over you and to say to you, even out of the clear blue, Bruce... Because we fall into things we don't even know sin. That know that's displeasing to God. And God goes, what are you? Or do you want him to look at my list that I make? And this is not on there. Because I like this too. Or do you want this place sanctified by the presence of God? Do you want to come still on a Wednesday? Still go to the altar and still say, God, please, please, Lord. We're not going to stop asking. Isaiah 2.3 says, And many people shall go and say, Come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Are you still willing to hang on 
that God can send almost the entire city to the house of God for help in time of need. Or are you saying, you know, that was Bible days. It's worse now. Well, where sin abounds, God's grace much more abounds. Meaning we have a better chance for that to happen. When it gets worse out there, it gets stronger up there. Are you willing to hang on? Are you going to just sell out for some Sunday going to meet and stuff? You know, and do a few things, throw a few extra coins in for Adam? Buy a sub when we sell them? Or are you going to hold out and hang on? Zechariah 2.5 says, For I say it, the Lord will be unto her a wall of fire round about, and we will be the glory in the midst of her. Man, I want that. I want people's hearts to melt. Because we, God's people, take note of something's not right. And we've come to investigate and pray against it. I want them to go, no, no, not you guys. No. You're still holding out for that. We used to talk about and pray about even when you go in the doctor's office and you sit there. That God should be just radiating from you. That you bug everybody. That there's just something about you. Maybe someone right beside you just starts to cry and wants to talk to you. It's not because of you, because of the presence of God. Or do you just go in there and forget and you're like, how long? Come on. I forget too. These reminders are reminding me. Hey, chicken, I made you an eagle. Quit being chicken. I've called you an eagle. But, 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 but God, it's the truth. God, God. <laughs> Even in that, God has called you to be an eagle. I don't care what you sound like and look like. God has called you. Are you going to hold on to that? That he's called you to be an eagle. To soar in the heavenlies. Are you going to be a chicken? Because that's what you see. Are you going to be an eagle by faith? Because that's what he said. See? Or what he said? you got to hold on for that. you got to fight for that. Because your flesh wants nothing to do with what he said. Are you still holding on for the glory of God to show up? Really. I'm trusting and believing that you'll start again. But if you're like me, you come in and church is pretty cool, that song was catchy, you're not meaning nothing bad by it, but you haven't come in expecting, you haven't come in really to give God a sacrifice of praise, you're here and I thank God for that. But you know what the flesh is like. And it just needs out of the way. So that you can do what you can do. And be free to do it with God. Daniel 10 says this, Then I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with the gold of Upaz. Have you ever been in prayer and really going at it in God and all of a sudden you just thought, is God there? Is God right behind me? And you're almost afraid to look. Are you still holding out for that? Or are you just genuflecting to God now? And that's what we do. I mean, we slip up. We seem to go backwards more than forward and God reminds us and we say, God, with your help, with your help. Because you understand this prevailing prayer that maybe God will give me a message on on it. Uh, it. It came from reading, I don't know, a couple pages from Samuel Chedwick. And the first thing he said was, you can't do this. And I'm like, i got to read the rest of this. 
the guy can't be watching me because he's been dead a hundred years. And he was awesome in God and he's saying he can't do this and that's all I've been saying. His body was like that of Burl and his face as the appearance of lightning, his eyes as lamps of fire and his arms and his feet like color to polish brass and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. This is what I want to see. Now I know I'm going to see this in heaven. But I want to see it now. Hear it. And I'm not talking about just some silly experience. Oh, I remember when I fell down and gone. Was... No, I'm talking about something holy and awesome. That you don't talk about like it was some act. The dread of God move in. The holiness of God move in. However, whatever He wants to do. I, Daniel, saw the vision for the men that were with me saw not the vision. Do you understand? This is why I'm seeing eagles fly alone. They were all there together, but only Daniel saw it. He said, a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. When God was showing up, walking into a service, those that were chicken ran. They ran. Daniel said, only I saw it. Only I. And he collapsed. Are you still holding out for that? Where God says, I've got to go down to my people. Listen to them praising and praying. Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision. And, and, and there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the voice of the words, of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face, and my face towards the ground. He just hit the deck, just collapsed under the holiness of God. And behold, a hand touched me which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. You're still holding out for that. I don't mean to, but sometimes I just fall into that dumb tradition of praying, just gabbing, saying stuff, not without meaning it. Revelation says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice. Are you still waiting for God to talk, to say something to us here in this place? Beyond me, way beyond me, that God would just put me down on my face and out of the way, and He takes over. Saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. What thou seest, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. Ephesus. He names all the churches. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. Being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many, many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in, the, in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. That kind of presence of God. Are you still holding on for that? You still remember that is the reason why we started. You still remember the reason for the name of the church, New Hope. 
Oh, God, don't let us be ordinary. Don't let us settle for ordinary, God. Settle for kind of good, God. Put a hunger back in us for the best. And I know as I look at you, know a lot of your life. We spent 20 years together in this church. If you've been here from the get, or maybe 10 years, buried some of your friends, wept over you with some of your children. But are you still willing to hold on? Seeing your children raise, hear, and then leave when they're older. Let's stand, please. Are you still willing to hold on, no matter what? We're living in a day and age where Christianity is no longer popular. Singing gospel music is no longer popular. Are you still willing to hold on? It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it, Ruthie. No matter how many friends leave, no matter how many heartaches we go through, no matter what happens next, are you still willing to hold on? They died in that video. Are you willing to die? You still willing, Lenny? Still willing to hold on. That's what the Lord is reminding us tonight. As things get worse in our nation. So our all recall tonight is I'm wanting you to realize that it's going to be worth it. No matter what you have to go through, no matter what you have to see, no matter how many times your heart gets broken, it's going to be worth it. No matter what goes on in life, no matter what's happened to you that is unfair, it's not right, surely, I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. So we want to give all of you an opportunity to make that commitment to God again. We want to open up our altars. And by you coming to this altar, you're letting God know, God, it'll be worth it. Help me, Lord, to hold on. I have no strength. I have no ability to hold on. But God, you have it all. You have the entire package.